0: enjoy the show welcome to today's episode and today i have a sore throat because we've already been talking for half an hour (laughs) don't tell everyone no (laughs) it takes it always takes us forever to get started doesn't it because we're always too busy chatting uh, so anyway, today we're going to talk about finding art reference and creating your own. But before we get on to that, as always, we want to say a big thank you to our latest Kofi supporters, Marcia Furman and Joanna Brown. Your continued support helps us to keep this podcast going and we really do appreciate it. And if you can't support us through Kofi, there are other ways you can help us. You can share the podcast with other artists, maybe on your social media, that kind of thing. Or you can leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. All of these things make the world a difference and helps us to keep this
1: podcast going. Yeah, we really do appreciate your support because not only does it help us towards the cost of running Kicking the Creatives, which helps us keep doing what we do, but it also shows you like what we do. So a big thank you.
0: So we also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work for the challenges with us on social media. So I... Well, I found it really hard to pick, as always, but there's a few names here. Carla Hawke, she's been creating some really clever faces for the Abstract Art April Challenge. Have you seen those, Tara? I'm not sure. <clears <clears throat> she's throat> one recently where she kind of did one face, and it's like a profile going one way. We're kind of married up to a profile going the other, but she somehow made two faces into one. It was oh, really right. clever. Yeah. And then she did this other one where it's like almost like um, like a patchwork... Oh, it, I can't explain it but they are unusual and they're re- I really really liked them they're really really quirky so I've been really enjoying her stuff Melissa Starkweather she's been doing some really quirky and colourful faces for the Inky April Challenge and I think she's been using like acrylic ink so it's been it's like really really punchy and really colourful um sue watson she's been doing some really nice work for the inky april challenge as well and uh, so is richard Witten. he's been doing the inky april challenge it's been a real um popular challenge hasn't it this year um and he has been using the challenges to help him get back into a drawing habit which is basically what all these challenges are about isn't it yeah perfect been, for that yeah and i think he'd, he'd done some challenges with before this one and he's been creating some really really nice stuff too so what about you have i stolen any
1: of yours no you haven't i was waiting for you to steal them but i've got joe brown also known as prickly witch on instagram and she just drew this absolutely amazing face for facetastic friday this week um it's one of her blind contours she does faces with watercolor on oh and it's the photo was really good it was this uh really cool looking black guy guy with this um incredible hair yeah
0: Um, like dreadlock
1: like um, yeah sticking up yeah amazing but and um fantastic model but she just oh she just drawn his face and it looked so quirky um and then there was a really and really another nice fantastic face drawing by ps drawing on instagram and i think they did that one with uh posca markers so that was quite punchy and bright as well they're acrylic markers and then also imaginings by karen on Instagram have you seen she's been doing these continuous line drawings but of Vermeer's masterpieces yes I have yeah and it's like I think I prefer them to the masterpieces (laughs) (laughs) because they're just so quirky I I really really love those so yeah they, they were they were my very favorites but there's been loads of really good stuff going on but anyway what has been happening with you I'm sure there's loads of exciting stuff going on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, not <laughs> a great, well, actually we were talking about this before we came <laughs> on at the, the
0: the time the, you know it just goes so fast doesn't it and it just seems that every weekend has been taken up with stuff and things and people and uh so yes it's been a while since I finished my last painting and it's going to be a while I think before I can get on to my next one um because some you know some social engagements coming up and actually paul and i went away to london for the weekend over easter which was really really nice absolutely lovely and oh i'll tell you where I, um, we did go uh you know i always talk about just going into galleries as you pass them for oh yeah yeah oh we went into one and it was full of christian hook paintings oh what the guy from portrait artists the yeah year. yeah oh some he's of,
1: amazing
0: i know some of them were prints but most of them were original paintings and there was um and there was like have you heard of the connor brothers no well, there's loads of work by the connor brothers um like they they do it's almost like pop art with like these these fun sort of quotes um yeah there i mean god but everything in this this uh gallery was like i mean christian hook i dare say his work his his um prices have gone up considerably since he won portrait artists, artists of the year because you know some of them were like sixty thousand pounds you know <gasps> wow were they all oh, portraits no. or or not um but uh no no he does he does other things as well he does horses all right um yeah, in the same kids. style mm-hmm. yeah similar style but there's a, there's a few that you can see he's evolved his style so all right um they're still absolutely his but he's kind of evolved his style um and there was one where there was a couple of people where their faces almost looked like they were kind of melting away in a way I can't really explain it and he had kind of text like uh just read writing on it which i've never seen on his stuff before but i was like wow i can't believe i'm seeing an original christian hook because a he was really dishy as well wasn't he (laughs) god he really was and that accent oh anyway so he was really dishy but also he was a fantastic artist and a really lovely lovely guy as well god maybe he'll come onto our podcast what do you think (laughs) well you you just splattered him enough so you never know yeah maybe i'll say if you check back onto this episode yeah All the nice things I said about you. But there was not just Christian Hook and the Connor Brothers, but there was others. And obviously this was one of those galleries where we walked into thinking it was just this gallery on a side street which would have local art in it. Turned out it was one of those swanky ones I often talk about where, you know, you go in and you can see, um, you know, people they've got like a champagne stand and things like that Uh, where they look down at you well Well, it was quite funny because I I had very much dressed for the fact that I was going to be walking around London for like two three days so I wanted my comfy shoes on in fact (laughs) the the shoes I was wearing were, were not as comfortable as I thought they would be so I had to go and buy an emergency pair of 16 quid trainers from TK Maxx <laughs> I didn't want to really spend like loads of money on shoes just it was literally because I wanted to walk around and be comfortable and um and I was just wearing like the t-shirt and jeans and it was quite funny because you could you could see that they didn't even approach us and and bother sort of I don't they know they didn't
1: You got any money Basically. Well, yeah, basically yeah basically they
0: must have looked and thought yeah they're not buying anything which is quite true because there's no way I could spend that kind of money on a painting but you know you didn't pitch them you didn't pitch them your art while you were there then oh, I don't think they go for mine over that lot no. no I think I need to evolve a little bit <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe in a year but or it two. was
0: really lovely to stumble across that place really really great and um yeah and it did make me think I really want to get back into in front of the easel I really really do and I have got some ideas ideas because I I told you didn't I that I feel like I'm at a crossroads so I suppose every artist goes through it where you get to a point you're like actually I I do this and I know I can do it and you know how many wine bottles do I want to paint and how many uh, do I need I feel now the need to um evolve I guess is the right word in the fact that I want to kind of not change direction but Push it. And maybe have a bit of a surprise element or something a bit different. Yeah. And I think that's why I haven't really rushed into this the next one because I feel like this is the, the crossroads and I need to turn now a little bit. So You're scared
1: to start, aren't you?
0: Well, I don't know if it's – I'm not scared to start.
1: I actually can't wait to start. Oh, but I get I, scared to start things when I'm No, doing that. I
0: love – oh, my gosh, I love starting something new. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to – suddenly start doing stuff that nobody would recognize me as my own stuff because that's not what I want to do I want my work to still be very much Sandra Busby artwork but I I would want it to be where I slightly just introduce new elements I want to evolve slowly I don't want to suddenly change yeah Um, and I guess for me it's more about the ideas that perhaps I, I really almost need to sit down and mind map you know yeah i think right okay i want to figure out a way of doing this and i, I have got ideas but some of those i would be scared to start because they're very they sound incredibly tricky do you know what i mean
1: all right are you gonna run some pastors or not
0: um well no <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell me some of them off air then yeah, yeah. I'll will you tell <laughs> me or not? No, I will. No, I mean there's certain things I I fancied doing, which I don't think I'll but but silly things like when I was looking in the window of a um funny enough, it was and this is not a subject I would do because it's not a subject I've been interested in painting. But um I was walking past in London there was this French patisserie shop with little cakes in. And yeah. I was walking past the window. And I was looking at these cakes thinking, oh, they look nice. And then I noticed how interesting it was that you've got the cakes in the window, which are so pretty. But then almost you've also got the street in the window. And it's almost like a superimposed image, isn't it? Because you've got oh, the reflections yeah. of everything yeah. else. So I'm not saying that's what I want to do, but it did make me think how interesting an, an image could be if you think – Um on on a different level do you know what i mean and i think that's what i want to kind of do is i want to start thinking a little bit differently and not just thinking i love um painting reflections i love painting glass so i just i do those things i want to i want to add other things to it so maybe you need
1: wine in the window with face, maybe I need to drink a bottle wine. of wine.
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe I need to. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I need to drink a bottle of wine to help me get some more ideas. Maybe yeah. you do. Yeah. So basically, to cut very, very well, that was a really long answer to a really short question. But it, yeah, to, it's to cut to to a short it story long. Yeah, to cut a short story long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's going to be a little while before I actually get started on something. But I've got lots of ideas going on in my head, and just while the next two or three weeks are ridiculously busy. Um, and I, I said to you before the show, didn't I? I said, right, I have told Paul, after the next three weeks, I am doing, I don't book anything. I don't want to see anyone or go anywhere or do anything.
1: I need to, to have some weekends free. So Well, we were both warm. talking about how antisocial, I think me more than you, how yeah. we most of the time we would just <laughs> rather be in, 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 inside at home, Doing our own thing. <laughs> well, I think it's just because I'm, uh, with the art and the kicking the creatives
0: and all this, th- you know, you have to have so much time to put into it. And I, and I enjoy that time. And it's very difficult when that time is suddenly broken up because of social engagements, which is fine when it's you know once a month or even or or if it's just like um once every couple of weeks or even like paul and i will go out once a week maybe have dinner or something like that which is fine because that's an evening it's when it filters into the weekend days i find it more tricky because that's where i need to put the time and when you
1: paint or yeah it's that's when i want to be
0: yeah in the art studio so it's been very difficult recently to get in there and i'm itching To cancel everything I have ahead and say sorry, I'm ill. (laughs) Can't do that, obviously. (laughs) But no, it'll be all right. We all
1: have these. They don't listen, do they? They don't listen to the podcast. Oh, I shouldn't think so.
0: (laughs) But no, um, yeah. Apart from that, really, yeah. So nothing's new. Is it? That's a long way of telling us.
1: Shall I just edit all that bit out? So yeah, nothing's going on. (laughs) What about you? What is new with you? Well, I had a lovely, complete unwind this Easter, this Easter oh. break, which was just so mm-hmm. lovely. Mm. And I even, I did a tiny bit of social media, but I didn't like relentlessly go on it like I have been. I've been doing a lot of relentless Twittering because of the NFT thing. So that was absolutely lovely. And we actually did go out a bit, which is highly unusual. Sure. So <laughs> We went out with some friends and then... um we just, it's uh, totally non-arty things, but we took the dog because we've got the young dog. We just took him around this country show because we wanted to see all the people and they had loads of dogs there. So it was just really chilling out. And mm. uh, yeah, yeah. But, but apart from that, on the arty side, I've just been continuing with creating art as NFTs. And I also, I was just telling you a bit before we came on air, I, I was reading this little ebook about selling art. And there's a method in there for trying to get your art in front of more people and um so I want to give that a go as well I don't want to talk too much about it because it might be completely bomb, or I've got other things I need to get done first well I guess if it
0: works that would be a good time to talk about it yes Mm. I will
1: talk about it if it works so if it, it
0: works maybe we could do a whole podcast episode on that kind of thing how to get your art in front of people
1: yeah well if it works as well we'll get the guy who wrote the podcast who wrote the book yeah, to yes. see, if he'll, see if he'd come on but it might not work yet so we'll wait and yeah, see and we'll it's see. of course it, it's not necessarily if <clears> the book's <throat> right it's how well i execute as well isn't it so
0: oh totally yeah
1: yeah so a whole lot of stuff but oh mm. and i was also because of reading this book of his and uh he talks about how at first you may need to slightly tailor your art towards something which I thought I thought was a really interesting idea, uh, and I suppose it's obvious, but I hadn't really thought of it. So, say for example, I create faces, and they're a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, I might push that towards a sort of genre. So, I could push that towards science fiction. Yeah. Or I could push it towards—I don't know—I can't think of anything else offhand. But do you know what I mean? I could. Yeah. Or or comic books or and he he was saying you know you might need to just push your art a little bit in one direction just to get it kick-started yeah so yeah I might have a go at
0: that oh it'd be interesting to see you know how that pans out and and how you find it yeah
1: we'll see yeah yeah
0: (laughs) anyway so I assume nothing else is new with you not that I I can think think of no okay Okay, so we might as well get on to today's um, topic then, finally, after about, I don't know, 20 minutes of glittering. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about finding art reference and um, and creating your own art reference. And for me, I don't know about you, Tara, but I much prefer creating my own reference to work from. I suppose it's different for you because you work from faces, but, you know, for me, as a still life artist, you know, whether it's from my imagination or from sketches I've done or from a still life that I've set up and I've made or a photo I've taken of my own personal things. You know, I I prefer creating my own stuff. And I also prefer the stuff, (laughs) for want of a better way of putting it, um, to be things that relate directly perhaps to me, you know, whether it's that... um, crushed coke can that was on my table after a, a gathering we had and was gonna go in my bin <laughs> or a wine bottle I've drunk from or do you know what I mean? Yeah I do. Yeah. I don't mean drunk from directly. <laughs> yeah. I do use But a you glass. probably have. <laughs> I, I do use a or a straw. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so so that's how I like to work. And do you know what? It would be so much easier for me to find high quality reference photos on, you know, one of those copyright free sites such as, you know, Unsplash or Pixabay, something like that. And they would be far, far better images than any photo I could ever take. I mean, I'm definitely no photographer, um, but I kind of, I just prefer that feeling that the whole process has been my own creation from start to finish. And if I don't do it that way, it just doesn't feel the same. I mean, I, I'm not saying at all there is anything wrong with working from copyright-free reference. There really isn't. I mean, you know, that's what these sites are there for. And they are so useful, particularly for people, perhaps for whatever reason, they're limited to, as to how much they can get out and about. I, I'm not limited, so
1: I just I just prefer to find my own. It depends on your topic as well, doesn't it? I mean, because... Yeah, I'll like draw, I saying, with faces, Yeah, it's, it's exactly, different. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I, if I wanted faces, yes, I could go around and say okay people I know and obviously I'm not very sociable so it wouldn't be very many <laughs> yeah. but I could go around and um, you yeah, know say can I take a photo of your face but I'm not a great photographer either and also, no but it's different
0: for you as well because your faces you although you work from a reference from a copyright free um site you are using those Faces as a very light reference in a very lucid sense, aren't you? You, you? That person would probably
1: never realize it was even them. No, they wouldn't. And I think this is actually how the podcast came about, isn't it? this subject? Do you remember we were talking about there was a bit of controversy on social media about an NFT artist? Do you remember this? Oh, yes, yes, I do. And I think this is how the topic, basically, there's an NFT artist who's been using to free images that they pay for the license for and then someone else has come along and basically said hang on a minute those images you're using someone else's images therefore it's not your art mm. you know because I think they I don't know if they digitally painted them or something but and that sort of struck up the whole thing it's like when is your picture your picture isn't it it's that yeah really yeah. weird thing and I just think it is so tricky it really is and I think like, like you said if it's if you're doing something like I do it's it's easy probably because you, you probably most people if they looked at it probably unless I actually showed them the photograph I'd used they probably wouldn't know what it was yeah but but if I was drawing it realistically you probably would know which one it was which is fine yeah yeah but It's fine, but there will be other people, you know, pictures who look like it, won't there? But we'll go into that a bit more anyway. But what I keep meaning to take loads of photos of my own reference, and we go places, and it's stupid because I've got a phone in my pocket now and my phone takes brilliant photos. But even, like, buildings and stuff, although I don't draw them that much, I would like to keep a reference so I might, you know, bring elements of that into my work, but I just don't do it. I don't know why and I wish I did because having that reference of photos it's just so useful isn't it yeah
0: yeah just uh, an
1: element in a picture even
0: yeah I know exactly what you mean you know when you did your 50 ways to draw a face yeah I was just thinking I'm surprised you didn't
1: use Kevin no I could have done but (sighs) and i love kevin and i love his face but, <laughs> but but 50 of him is too much yeah oh you worried about offending him <laughs> no i've drawn i've drawn kevin quite a lot before anyway yeah because yeah. he's he's my constant model if you know when i used to do a lot of would go to cafes and something it'd be him yeah. so i've drawn him 50 times already <laughs> you're, what you're saying is you're bored of his face yeah basically <laughs> poor <Kevin>. him. <laughs> no but do you know i have yeah. this real problem when finding faces and this is one of the problems i think with with anything reference photos or taking your own it's finding that perfect face because i feel like i really need to be drawn yeah maybe expressions like, would be it maybe you could take
0: 50 photos of very of very different expressions of what Kevin, of Kevin? No. like no. pulling
1: stupid faces no <laughs> but, it, but it, it, you have to find that one yeah I don't know about you but if, if somebody just gave me any old face I probably mm. wouldn't want to draw it
0: so oh, yeah. totally! I totally get that and and that's the same with anything it can be I mean you know I like painting marbles but I can somebody could give me a marble I'll go yeah no, that just doesn't. It's not it for the perfect me. marble, yeah. It's not. It's not a marble I want to use, and it's just a marble. But yeah, th- there are some marbles I will look at and think that's the one. Yeah, that it's, is the one. It's, it's not interesting,
1: odd. isn't it? But yeah, it can actually take you longer to find a reference. I find um, Perhaps not way you paint, but for me, I could spend hours looking for a perfect face. Oh,
0: totally, and I could have drawn yeah.
1: one in the time it took me.
0: Yeah. Yeah but like what you were saying about having a photo you know having everybody haven't they they've all got well most people have got phones in their pockets and if you see something interesting you know take a photo of it. I remember going into a I think it was an Indian takeaway once and they had like this fridge this long fridge full of um, bottles and they were just clear like water bottles Um, But I thought, oh, that looks so good. And I I just went up to the fridge and I took a few snapshots of of these bottles. And I still, to this day, I still have that photograph
1: in my inspiration folder on my iPad. Do you know what? That would be perfect because you could actually have the face of someone going to get a bottle out of that.
0: I don't know if I took it in that right kind of way to do that, uh, but yeah, it's possible. I could I could do something like that, but yeah. uh, but I was sort of when I was looking at this photo, it was more about I thought of cropping it in a certain way. I, I wouldn't take a snapshot and, and say, okay, okay, now I have that and that's good. I'm going to paint that photograph as it is. You know, yeah. I, I it would have been one where I've looked at and thought, oh, just that. Bit of bottle there and next to that sort of bit of bottle there and you can just see this behind it you know so but you know what I was saying about having the photo on my iPad I've got a folder on my iPad called um inspiration and that is where I file those kind of photographs and then that way when I'm looking for things to paint I, I've got a starting point you know I might not choose to work from any of those photographs but they could still give me ideas for a new painting even if it's not to paint that absolutely that image it's like yeah. oh I really like how those bottles look and, and they're just water they're not wine they're not green they're this and they're against this blue or orange background or whatever and I maybe I could set something up like that myself to make it an image that I that works for me so yeah take photos don't forget to take photos whenever you see something don't just walk past it
1: take a photo and save it in an album yeah we used to go to France a lot and uh, I must admit I used to take loads of photos buildings in there yeah and I have used those photos a lot I have drawn them I've sketched them but I just don't do it here. And yet we've got beautiful buildings in this country, haven't we? Yeah, I know I've you're been, not yeah. into drawing buildings, but no. I do actually quite like doing stuff like that. And mm. and things like that are just so easy. Even if you go in a bit of detail, like, you know, a window, a door, stuff like that is lovely to capture as well. Well, in
0: London, you know, we were walking across the... the- Thames over the, over the bridge, and you know I was looking across, and I took a few snapshots actually. And you've got in the distance, you've got the walkie-talkie building, you've got the gherkin, and you've got all these, you know, shard and all these like high-rise reflective windows and and extremely modern buildings. And then you know amongst them, you've got St Paul's Cathedral, and you've got these amazing, incredibly old buildings that are it's so in such contrast to the modern ones and that kind of old and new together is so fascinating do you know what I mean yeah and, I guess you could use that as a concept even uh, if you weren't you I could. Mean, yeah yeah but but just I don't I'm not one to want to paint or draw buildings but I can appreciate that actually it places wherever you go whether it's an old building or a, or a brand new modern kind of building there's something for everyone isn't there if that's how you if that's the sort of thing you like to draw
1: yeah I mean the buildings in France I remember in front of one of them they had these plant pots these freestanding plant pots and I just went in close and took a picture of those mm. and you if you weren't walking with a camera thinking sort of arty wise you probably wouldn't even notice them yeah because they weren't filled with amazing plants or anything like that but stuff like that I mean I've drawn those a few times as well even though that's not really my thing just the sketchy little things yeah but just to capture those things you could even bring those into another drawing you're doing that could be the thing that you add to the royalty free photo to make it a little bit different isn't it you, yeah there's no no reason you can't combine what you have really seen in real life with oh totally something yeah. you find online
0: and I well, remember, it's no different is it than than doing um i mean artistic license where you take a photo and there's a tree right in the middle of it and you think oh god I, that tree would look so much better if it was over there a you yeah. just paint it further over there don't you
1: yeah <laughs> same thing uh, I remember going to this um, art class once and an artist telling me that what she does is walks down the street. I think I might have told you this before, walks down the street with her phone held up, like she's looking at something on it, and she takes photos of people's faces. Oh my god, it's like I mean that is highly Yeah. uh, I mean, you could get you could get done for that if you're actually painting their faces because obviously you don't have their permission. um, Yeah. Stuff like that. But if you were doing it for practice, there's no reason you couldn't do that. But it's quite, (laughs) I would feel
0: so embarrassed. So would I. But I just think, well, you've got Google for that. (laughs) just Google
1: people on the screen. Yeah, I know. But she obviously, it was people that she kind of, oh, I really like their face. I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just take a snapshot. But I'm not sure. I don't recommend it. And I haven't got the nerve to do it either.
0: No. God, no. Me neither. No. But like you say, you can always adjust the images. I mean, if you're good with Photoshop or apps, or, you know, you use your creative license like I do, perhaps, to, to make the painting as you want it to be. So, or rather, the image you want to paint from to be. So, even if you do take snapshots of people in the street, you could always, I don't know, you could change the color of their hair, their clothes, just change the shape of their nose. By doing that, you can't get into any trouble at all because it doesn't look enough like
1: them that they can ever know. No, and you can even go abstract. I mean, I remember taking this is royalty-free photo scan. I yeah. took literally took bits of people, but made it not even look like a didn't look like a normal person at all. And the yeah. funny thing was, so I got like an eye from one person, a nose from another. Literally, packed, deliberately patched together, and then I drew it, and I hated it. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it was one of my best performing posts on Instagram which was so oh, weird. That's so funny. Yeah, it did have one of the challenges. I actually Photoshopped it together as well, you know how you're saying? Yeah. So literally I kind of semi-blended it, but but it was purposely not looking real, if you know what I mean. I didn't try mm. and make a real photo fit face. But yeah, so, so, so odd. No, I mean, um, if I'm, I'm no good with Photoshop.
0: I don't know how to use it at all. And I, I very rarely sort of use an app. But what I will do is I will look at various images and pick bits out of the best ones and blend them together that way.
1: Yeah, I mean you can also just to start things off, flip them, flip the photo. Yeah. Of obviously you still want to make further, you know, amends if you want to make yeah. it different, but flipping mm. it will will start it off.
0: Do you remember when I've painted that fish in the bubble? Yeah. The goldfish in the bubble. Well, I don't happen to have a goldfish hanging around in my art studio. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go and buy one either. So I had to I had to look for an image of a goldfish online, and but it, I wanted it to be you know flicking around and you know I wanted to, it had to be right, but at the same time, I knew that I could not go onto any image site and just say, oh, that'll do i I'll, I'll copy that because I can't do that. So what I did is I like you I, I, you just said, I found the photo of the the perfect fish, yeah, I flipped the um I flipped the image I then gave the fish a fan tail because the the fish I'd got the photograph had just a normal tail and I gave it sort of much longer fins I opened its mouth whereas the one that you know in the photo was paint you know the mouth was shut yeah I the scales that I did were super shiny in certain areas that where the other one wasn't so when I looked at the fish my goldfish looked like a really great goldfish um but it did you would not have known really that that fo- that fish was from that particular reference you kind of go yeah there's a fish in a similar position but you'd never think oh yeah that she's painted that from that and that's how you, you it's fine to do that that's not a problem so the open mouth you did on that fish did you find another fish with an open mouth Yes, I did. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah, because I yeah. wouldn't know how a fish looked like with his mouth open. And actually, even the one I did use was still from a copyright site just in case. But yeah, when you put the two side by side, you wouldn't think I'd use that fish. It could have been any any fish, you know.
1: Yeah. And, and I think if you are going to sell your paintings, it is better to be on the safe side, isn't it? And maybe Definitely. change up just a little bit. Yeah, but, but you, you can't,
0: know, you know, unless you've got, I'm not somebody who, if somebody said to me, here you go, draw a giraffe. I'm some people just seem to be able to do these things from their imagination well I I am not I, I like a giraffe <laughs> but I don't I still need to have a reference to to do a, an accurate depiction of a, of a giraffe you know I'd have to see one I'd have to look at it and I'd have to draw it from looking I wouldn't just be able to pluck one out of my head and go there There you go there's a giraffe <laughs> And it's the same with anything, same with a fish. I you know, I've seen millions of goldfish in my time, but to draw one, yeah, I could draw a, I could draw a goldfish now and paint a goldfish, no problem. But if I want to draw it flicking to one side, I I'd need to think, God, how would their fins then move to do that? And do you know what I mean? You've still got to then
1: Yeah. I mean, just
0: drawing something. I mean, you could draw a face without looking at any reference. We could all do that. It, it wouldn't that. Not very good though. But you, you could do it. I could do it, yes. Yeah. So, but it's different when you think, okay, but if I want to do someone deep in thought, it's, no, easier, have, yeah. it's easier to look at somebody deep in thought, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And I think, I think the problem is if you try and, so I will draw faces uh, without, without reference. So say, mm. for example, the weird doodly ones that's made up of characters. I don't use reference for those. No. They're just out my head. The funny thing is, people say it's out my head. It's not even out my head. Well, it is. (laughs) But (laughs) but what I mean is, I don't necessarily... I don't see it in my head first. Mm. It's produced by drawing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you say Felicity Fizz, when you have an idea for... for Well, Felicity, Felicity she's not been around for a while. Do do you see Felicity in your head doing that thing? Yes. Do yes. you? I see her in
0: my head. doesn't mean to say I can get it on paper without looking for some kind of... Like, for instance, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but there was one... Felicity Fizz, by the way, anyone listening, is just a cartoon character that I, I've done. Um, and she's she became this thing where I was doing her pretty much every day. And she's, um, I haven't done her, I haven't had time to do her for a while. But yeah, there was one particular day during lockdown, I wanted her to be really, really bored. And she's got very long limbs, hasn't she? Long long arms, skinny legs and all the rest of it. And I decided I wanted to draw her sort of laying flat on her back with her just legs up in in the air, but just twisted around and around and around each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I had, I knew exactly in my head what I wanted to draw. I could see it, but then I thought, "Oh God, this is." I just, are oh, these legs? They're gonna how are they gonna go? So I, what I did is I looked up on Google. I looked an image of a rope wrapped around itself just to make sure I was getting the twist right. Yes, that's what I, I used, nice. Yeah, yeah, and I, I used the rope just to make sure I'd got the legs going in the right... I didn't... Obviously, I was never going to find that image online because nobody can possibly do that. (laughs) not No No. one real, anyway. So that's how I did that.
1: You see, when I do the sort of um, faces are doodles, I don't have any image in my head, which is kind of weird, probably. And you know the ones I mean, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I don't have an image in my head at all. It's not like this is what I want to create. I'll have a concept in my head, so my concept will be I want to make up a person that's made up of little creatures. Or so like I had, had the concept of one that was like eyes are the windows to the world. So that's my concept. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it's going to look like. I just know that a window is going to be one of the eyes. But I, haven't, I don't have a visual picture in my head
0: but when you've done all of those you start drawing your lines and you start seeing something come out of it don't you it's a bit like looking yeah, just, at the shape of a cloud and thinking oh that looks like a rabbit you wouldn't
1: no no i just start so i'll start drawing i'll start drawing a window and i think oh mm. yeah that would kind of work as an eye and i'll draw a big eye and then i'll start characters i think oh that doesn't work so i'll rub it out and try another one yeah but it's not it's not a initial picture in my head mm. that makes yeah. sense yeah
0: Okay, so you know we were talking about um, combining some images. So, for instance, I might if if I took my own images for reference. So, say I was doing a setup and I was thinking, right, I want to use this, but then I I preferred the um, the light that hit the wine bottle in one. I preferred it than the other, um, and the other image I preferred something else about that so I could combine the two and because I've taken the photograph in the same place around the same time it's not an issue but if you decide to combine a few images um, to use as a reference and you've taken those images on a different day or they're different people's images or whatever you do have to be very mindful that you know, the light needs to be falling in the same direction because otherwise your your painting won't make sense. If I say, for instance, I took a, a, a still life setup, a photograph in my art studio when the light was coming through the um, north-facing windows and I and then later on it was coming through a completely different set of windows, um, then the light's going to be different. The shadows are going to be falling in a different direction so you can't. I wouldn't then be able to go right. I, I like, I like that bit of that from that photo. That bit of that from that, and then I'll just put them together. You can't do that. You have to decide which way the light is going and stick with that. That's one thing you do have to be mindful of. Does that make sense? Have I made that sound really complicated? Yeah, yeah, that
1: totally makes sense. I mean, I think that, that only matters obviously if you are painting something. With note to shadow and everything, isn't it? It it doesn't matter if, like, I remember Louis Rosignol on one of his courses. He does those quite abstracty looking faces don't they they're quite grungy yeah he says he combines faces but his don't really have shading as such they don't have shading but it doesn't matter about the direction stuff oh totally not no not if it's a flat sort of if it's like a cartoony thing or anything like that no not at all but what you're talking about is if you want to get like a proper setup with proper shading and you know it's gonna look yeah and i'm relatively realistic
0: yeah, I might take several photos of each and find that I like different bits of each photo for different reasons. And in that case, I'll use different images to create one painting. But even so, sometimes I have my my still life set up and I will use it. I will have the life set up you know, to refer to as well. So I'll have the photos and I will also have my still life set up to actually look at, to study more the colors and the depths and things like that. Um, I don't always do that. I don't do it when I do marbles and things like that because it's too small. But if I have, like, say, a glass of brandy or something like that, do you know what I mean, I'll often have that, I'll keep that there or a load of wine bottles, I'll keep them there. Um, But then what you have to be mindful of then is if you, I always use the photographs um, for the shadows and the light because then I know that's frozen, that is what it is. I won't take those from the life because I might take Yeah, because it moves. So
1: that's just something to bear in mind if you are combining Im- images. Yeah, um, and I think what people need to remember as well is if you're just doing drawing for practice, it really doesn't matter where you get the images from, to be honest, no, does it? Not. So y- you can use non-copyrighted images, really, mm. can't you? If you're, doing, yeah. if you're just doing something, you're practicing it, nobody, it doesn't matter at all. Um, but we did do actually a podcast all about copyright. We had a copyright lawyer, on, well, an IP lawyer, and that was episode 56. So if you do want to learn a bit more about how copyright applies to artists, it's a real minefield, isn't it? But go and listen to that episode because there's, there's quite strange things. I mean, I even know myself that, for example, uh, actually, I'm supposed to be talking about this later on, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you, say, for example, go onto a royalty-free photo library and you see a face you really like, And if you can imagine, say somebody's been on holiday to, I don't know, India or somewhere, say, and they've seen this person who's got like an amazing face and they've taken a photograph of them. And the person may well have, you know, given permission that they can take their photograph, but they don't actually really have permission to upload that person's face to a website and they haven't given permission for people to use it. Do you know what I mean? I do but it's a very blurry
0: line isn't it because we all I mean if you think about it when you go on holiday you'll take photographs of yourself and your partner on and you'll perhaps do a selfie or you'll take a picture of the group of you on a holiday there's always people in the background and you can see clearly their faces and there's nothing stopping you from uploading it say to Facebook and things like that you don't have to have that person's
1: permission so it's weird no isn't but it? to use it Commercially, I mean, yes. so, so for example, say I'd been on holiday, I've taken a picture of this really interesting looking person's face who were quite happy for me to take their picture. Yeah. But I haven't actually said to them, Oh, um can I have your permission to upload this to a royalty free website? And you're happy for anyone else to use your photograph in anything else they're producing, like a leaflet or anything, or they're happy for them to draw you and sell it. So yeah. there's, a, there's a thing called a model release. Where, if you hire a model actually for design work or for anything, you have to have this model release, which basically is the model giving their permission for you to use it, what you're using it for. Yeah. And the, all these royalty free sites, I think they have a little clause in them that says that the person who's uploading the picture has obtained that permission. But you oh, can imagine, but you can imagine the majority won't have done. Unless it's for the paid sites. The bigger paid sites will. But if you can imagine, like the scenario I've just said, the majority of people won't have got a written permission slip from yeah. the person they've taken a photograph of.
0: I remember once, Paul and I, when we were in um, Covent Garden once, where there was this like uh, food market there. She said, do you want to try some? And I said, oh, yeah. And uh, anyway, she handed a little sample pot to me and a little sample pot to Paul of something else. And then Paul then said, oh, try have a try of this. And he put his spoon into my mouth and I took some of his and it was fine it was lovely it was really yeah. lovely food anyway off we went the next thing I know I've got some lady running up to me with a, a notepad like some kind of form saying oh um excuse me excuse me I just wondered we're filming um I think it was called cooks to market or something we're filming um a, a foodie program um and we just wondered we just seen a nice little image of you feeding
1: <laughs> <laughs> or oh, feeding your
0: husband. Can I just ask if we're if you wouldn't mind just signing this release so we can use that if we want to? I was like, oh god, I said if I'd have known I'd have had my roots done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I did. I, I signed it. Anyway, yeah. never thought anything of it. Paul and I both actually like cooking programs. I hate cooking, but I really like things like Master Chef and all that. I love watching things like that. Just so happened one day we um Paul said oh oh there's a um program on um like people having a competition on market food oh yeah and they're cooking their own food for the market and uh, he just sort of flicked onto it and uh, literally with n- no word of a lie within two seconds it was Paul and I on the telly <laughs> <laughs> and him shoveling food into my mouth uh, it's so fun. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about that.
1: So uh, we actually saw
0: it, which was really funny.
1: Yeah. But there's your model release. Exactly. They, they yeah. have to get permission to you to use that in a commercial sense. Yeah, they have. <laughs> there's one more thing I would say about royalty-free sites, if you're going to use them, and that is mm. if, if you're not using the free ones, if you're using the, you know, the somewhere you pay a few pounds or, where, or dollars or whatever, mm. then if you are going to use a photo for that, obviously you could just download or draw it off screen – I would actually pay the fee to do yeah. it if if I was going to use it commercially, that is, but um obviously, if not, don't worry about it mm, but, mm. but yeah, I think that's it I think um, and you have to you have to take into
0: account though you know, like I said earlier, that I like working from my own reference from start to finish, yeah. What you've got to take into account if you do use reference uh, free, you know, copyright free sites like Unsplash or Pixabay or or whether you and and if you do pay for a license or or whatever. What you need to remember is that if you do use a free photo online, the chances are that there'll be other artists that have done the same thing. So there might well be lots of very similar drawings to yours out there. And uh, personally, I, I think it's actually really nice to be unique. That way, you, you know, you know that nobody else has done the exact same image. Or, as we said before, change the image. Change things around, play with the colour. There's a lot you can do that makes someone else's reference become as much your work in the end as, as theirs by changing it up, you
1: know. Yeah. there has been really weird um, copyright disputes. I remember there was one about, oh, what, what's that? What's a president's... one? Of the American president's name? Uh, Obama. Obama. Yeah, there yeah. Was, there was a, a photograph, some photographer had taken of Obama. And I believe... I'm not positive about this. I believe that politicians are classed as... Uh, I don't know what's the word for it. Not copyright free. They're in the public domain. Yeah. They tend to be thought of being in the public domain, which means that usually you can draw them. and And some IP lawyer might sound very wrong about this. <laughs> but... The problem was the photographer owns the copyright of the picture he took of Obama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then someone had drawn a paint or a picture or created a picture of him, and must have sold it for a fair bit of money, I assume. Mm. Because then the photographer was disputing whether they could legitimately take his photograph and make that. And I think in the end the photographer won because the artist had created a a picture that looked very much like the photograph. I kind of get that. And it was all about, I think, how much you changed it up. So if he'd have changed it up more, probably he'd have made a pop version, you know. Yeah. He might have got away with it. Or if he'd, I don't know, flipped it. And you can only do so much, I guess, when it's something like that. But, yeah, yeah, if he'd stylized it very much, maybe he'd have got away with it. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: to be on the safe side, if you're a selling artist, for I always think it's, it's better if you can to just change it up change it up a lot or use your own stuff, you know. It's funny actually, you know, I did um I went on a workshop with a guy who did sort of does still lives. Um really nice guy. And um I think of two different things you could paint. I'd I'd done I don't know, I can't remember exactly what I did, it was so long ago, but I'd done one thing and then a few of the others had done something else. And what I realized afterwards was a few of them were actually putting up for sale the 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 paintings that they had done in the workshop. Yeah. And in some of the images, he'd come round and said, if well, you tried doing this, and he'd done a little bit of the painting for them. Right. <laughs> and it's a very, that's a tricky one, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because I'm not sure how I would feel... If I if I had done a workshop and taught people and, and uh, you know, painted something and shown them all this and shown them all that, and then they'd all gone and sold the art that maybe I tinkered with or that was just, I, I don't know. I mean, there's too many of them. All of these paintings pretty much look not the same, but more or less. So I don't think I would want to sell a painting where I know that there's another painting just like it somewhere else. Because it's then it's not really an original painting, is it?
1: no it's a really tricky one though because i remember um the evolve program do you remember the oil painting program oh fantastic yeah yeah which which like they teach people the most amazing stuff and how to paint oil paints but i remember um kevin who teaches it kevin murphy saying how one of the students had actually funded paying for their course by selling the paintings they'd made the tutorial yeah. paintings, yeah, um, and and it was completely legal because you know they they were c- completely fine about people doing yeah. that because you know they they weren't holding a copyright against those exercises or anything. But yeah, it's quite strange because yeah. obviously multiple people would be doing that. But I suppose, I mean, h- how many people have done that exercise? And I suppose if they come from a different place in the country, it doesn't matter quite so much. But mm, yeah. and the amount they're charging for it, except like if you go to a you go to a shop there'll be hundreds of the same do you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean if you go to yeah. uh, where they, they do prints i don't know it's a tricky one isn't it yeah
0: yeah um going back to what you were saying about faces and things like that and worrying yeah. about people you know copyright and all that yeah you can just ask friends and family surely as well um the other thing as well is is even if you're worried about say say like you you like drawing buildings and you fur faces yeah. yeah but say say that somebody out there loves drawing old rickety old buildings and things like that maybe you have got family who've not long been on holiday to somewhere like Spain where there's loads of you know those sort of derelict stone buildings in the background and things like that you can ask them say look I love that can I paint it ask if you can see their holiday photos and see, Oh, it might be that you love, someone like perhaps um, um, Roving Jay from our group. Um, she she did a whole Beach Bum series, didn't she? Oh, yeah. And they were amazing. And, uh, you know, somebody like her, if she hadn't been on holiday and been faced with loads of bums, um, <laughs> then she could have always said, you know, has anyone got any holiday photographs that I can have a look at sort of in the swimming pool photos and get some bum reference? <laughs>
1: You can imagine sending your friends when you're on holiday. Could you take some pictures of some bums, boy? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what
0: I mean? Though? So, there are other ways around it. If you're worried about it, don't be afraid to ask your friends and family. Have a look at their holiday pics and say, you know, I really like the look of that. Can I, do you mind if I paint that? You know?
1: And um, do, you, do you realize Raven J is why I never wear a bikini?
0: <laughs>
1: well in case she's creeped up yeah, behind you not case taking anyone potatoes. like her is taking pictures of my ass
0: i'm sure it would sell for millions i'm sure it would yeah
1: yes, so, that.
0: christian hook would probably want to draw my bum wouldn't he oh he yeah. could make anything look amazing oh thanks yeah. <laughs> you said oh, my bum sounds- doesn't look amazing <laughs> Oh. So, if you, anyway, if you work from someone else's images, you know, it is nice, to, obviously, to give credit to the person who took the photograph. Even if, you know, you you work from a copyright-free image, it's like unsplashing that. You can say thanks, can't you? There's an, an option to yeah, say yeah, thank is. you. Yeah. And I always think, you know, yeah, you're not obliged to, but I do think it's, it's actually nice to do that. So
1: don't forget to do that if you can. Um, I tried to do that on my 50 ways to draw a face, actually. But I couldn't find... Um, I couldn't find the person on social media. I found someone who sort of had the same handle as they did on one of the, you know, the social, the photo sites, but mm. it didn't have anything to do with the photography on there. So I thought, well, I don't know. Oh, I don't know if it's them or not. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. So, interesting. so yeah. they do, don't they? Yeah. 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 But also, there are, there's a site, isn't there, called, um, you've heard of this one called Paint My Photo. I have, yes. Yes, and that's one where people have purposely uploaded their photos without copyright strict restrictions for artists to draw, and that mm. is pmp-art.com. And I guess the only problem you're going to have there, <laughs> again, is they may not have actually got permission from the person if you're going to draw faces.
0: Yeah, so you do have to be a bit careful. Yeah, mm.
1: but mm. I, th- I think really, for what we're thinking about, we're probably it's probably too deep to think like that. I think we have to assume that permission has been granted as they're on those Wall Street yeah. sites.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And it's, it's like you said earlier on, I think you just need to, um, if you're practising, it really doesn't matter. Whatever no. you do, it, you can look up anything and it it doesn't matter if you're just using it to practise in your sketchbook. You don't need to get a copyright-free image. Just use anything. You just don't need to, you don't want to be selling it later on.
1: But do you know, that sorry, There's a, there's a great... Site for face images, and I keep Mm -hmm. talking about faces just because I love drawing them. Um, you know, the sketchy app, yes, sketchy, but it's now changed its name to Museum. Oh, okay, and and basically, that is a place where anybody can just upload their photo, and it's purely made there for artists to draw so they can, yeah, but I've never been able to find out what their like terms are. Because I've looked on there and assume it, you assume that someone's obviously put their face up for someone for someone else to draw, but I've no I've no idea if that means, oh, you're welcome to draw my photo and sell it? Or what? Yeah, I don't know. And I've looked and I've tried to find it, but I've no, never found it. Probably so, better better to err on the side of caution than really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Or change change it up yeah. like we've talked about already. Yeah.
0: And we don't we don't always need to find reference that we want to work from literally so sometimes it's just nice to collect I mean we've been talking about reference haven't we as in photographs and, and objects and all this sort of stuff sometimes it's nice to just collect inspiration and ideas for future work by way of I don't know looking at other artists work or collecting images of subjects you like to paint like we've spoken about before or referencing your old sketchbooks I know Tara sometimes you look through old sketchbooks at doodles and it gives you ideas for characters that you haven't done before um doesn't have to mean images you you know you might have written down some ideas in your sketchbook sketchbooks people think they're just for drawing they're really not you know write things down if you have if you have an idea even if it's just oh i've got an idea for a title of a painting scribble it down in your sketchbook you know um and and write things down if you don't have time to sketch them if you're in a waiting room in a dentist and you 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 haven't got time to pick up your sketchbook because you know you know you're going to be called in two minutes and there's a a woman wearing the most amazing shoes, jot a few notes down about her shoes and, you know, silly things like that. Or, I don't know, maybe there's an unusual, something unusual you spot, write it down or a scenario or something. I write ideas down on my whiteboard, which I've spoken about before. And it's basically a whiteboard on my studio wall. And that is because I like it in plain view. And that's just as useful as any images to me. In fact, for me, I think sometimes that actually works better because, then I don't have a fixed idea in my head. Like if I had an image, I'd be looking at that and that would then be fixed. It's like, you know, when you go shopping for clothes and you've seen something somebody's wearing, you're like, I really want to find that. And yeah. Because you've got this fixed idea, you can't find it. Whereas if you go, oh, I really want a pair of dungarees, there's a hundred different pairs out there and you'll find you'll find some because you're just saying the word dungarees rather than I want those ones do you see what you're, I mean you in the market for some dungarees and
1: <laughs> they'd be cool
0: <laughs> in my studio <laughs> I could look like a real artist wearing dungarees uh, but you know without having a fixed idea in my head it means my imagination then plays a huge part in my final setup because I've I've had to think about it instead of just
1: seeing it and then doing it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I used to do something like that with in graphic design. Um, I remember you'd have an idea for a concept, mm. and the old marker artist used to do a much better job of this because if you can imagine, say you had a concept, I don't know what the concept would be, well, say, say you were going to have a picture of some wine bowls, for example, and that was yeah. going to be your concept with some text on it. Now, yeah. a, mark, a marker artist could quickly sketch in, an idea of some some uh wine bottles in a fridge. Yes, let's say for example. But that doesn't necessarily tell you how beautiful the lighting's gonna be, uh, which angle it's necessarily gonna be. It's just showing, oh, there would be a a fridge here. And yet if you show them an actual photograph, the client, they could say, Oh, oh I don't like it because it's got that red tinge to the lighting. Yeah. The you know what I mean? They yeah. reject it because of the photo rather than the concept, and that's just and that kind of is what your, you're saying. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Don't. Yeah. Absolutely. I find that most of my best paintings come from ideas I've had in my head before I've set them up, as opposed to I've seen a, a photo or I've taken a photograph I like and then I'm trying to set a similar thing up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I do. It's a different. It's a different thing altogether. And I think they always work. The, the end result always works better for me that way. Um, The other thing I do is I collect things that catch my eye. And, for example, we spoke about that crushed Coke can um, I've just finished painting. You know, that's a can I just very nearly threw in the bin a few months ago until I just thought, oh, actually, that might make a really interesting subject to paint one day. It was just the way it caught the light as I was throwing it away. And so I washed it out and I kept it. Um, But it could be anything. It could be a scrap of material or it could be a beer mat. It could be an unusual bottle um something you notice that just inspires you for later on and I've got a whole cupboard just for things like that in my studio and in fact um the rooftop bar that Paul and I um would had a drink on over the weekend most expensive bar on the entire planet which we didn't realize till we paid the bill but anyway um the the bottle of beer that I bought um was it looked like a mini wine bottle but not like a really crappy one that is not like a boring one it was like um it was a green beer bottle but it 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 looked more like a wine bottle and there was something unusual about it so I asked the barman I said can you wash this out please I want to take it <laughs> and he must have thought why does she want to take it but of course <laughs> I've got it which is now in my cupboard so that's another way of collecting reference it's not all about taking photos and sketching things and things like that you know look at things if you're allowed to take it and you're not stealing it you know take it take um leaflets and pamphlets and things like that tear things out of magazines I mean you do this a lot don't you Tara to hey? get in well like tearing <laughs> tearing things out of magazines so
1: you certainly used to to get ideas to make yeah characters. I used to yeah I haven't done it so much lately because I've been concentrating on the faces a lot more yeah. but yeah
0: but it's a way of collecting inspiration my uncle Danny actually um when I went into his art studio once and he he opened me he he said you really do need to have one of these and I still haven't got one but I have got my cupboard so that's okay and it was basically a tatty old um a tatty old suitcase which was a bit of a, a an artwork in itself really and inside it was just full of just bits just stuff you know Bits of torn-out magazine, bits of newspaper clippings, bits of material, like I say, beer mats, that kind of thing, old sketches that he'd done, just a whole heap of what you, most people would think was a whole heap of crap, <laughs> but was it not. It was actually a whole heap of treasure in there. And he and he referred to it a lot. To oh, right, I want to have a little look through this and see what I can find. Oh, yeah, I might paint one of those today. So, yeah, always just be... Um, be a an uh, an artist, what, what do you call it? A hoarder <laughs> in in a
1: very, you know um, light sense. Light word. sense, yes. Yeah. Yes. If you do want royalty free images, we've actually got a couple of blog posts uh on our website where you can find either face reference images. It's basically a big list of places you can find find those. And then we've got another one on pose reference as well. We'll link those up in the show notes. Um, we've also put together some free PDFs and they've got multi-free hand references, faces and animals. And You can download those free if you sign up for our newsletter.
0: Yeah, and that's a really good thing as well to have like for challenges and things like that, especially if you're doing portrait challenge in July. Is it July we do the portrait challenge? Yeah. Um, so you can refer to
1: those and things like that. So yeah, it should be really
0: helpful for you. So
1: shall we go through our last question? The last yeah. question was... What is the hardest thing you found to learn along your art adventure? And congratulations, Tara, because you remembered to put the question up this time. (laughs) I did. Do you know I put it up early. I put it up early to
0: make sure. (laughs) Okay, so the first answer I've got is from Margaret Gray, and she says, trusting in myself and listening to my inner voice. And I absolutely agree with that. You have to listen to your inner voice because it's very easy to listen to everyone else
1: saying what you should do. Just listen to you. I've got Jackie Hussey Paluski, and she says to be kinder to myself, to spend the time and money needed to improve, to believe in what I'm doing has value for its own sake. It took me years.
0: I've got Kim Hine, for me, it's proportions, I'm always messing those up.
1: I've got Eve Marks, trusting myself and not caring about what others think. Still working on it, but I've improved a lot. I've got Elsie Gray. To
0: not compare my progress to others, to be inspired by others, but not measured by others.
1: I've got Nick Tate West and she says, you can take the girl out of the arts, but you can't take the arts out of the girl. No matter what job or career I've done in the past 30 plus years, I've always carried a little sketchbook with me. Carol Whitmore, the first
0: a long time ago, was to actually call myself an artist. Yeah, I know so many people have that problem with that, don't they? I do. uh, once,
1: once identified, learning new ways to express and create are fun. Do you know, I've actually changed my LinkedIn to call myself an artist instead of a designer. Well, that's what you are now, isn't it? Yeah. Well done, you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> I've got Andy W. Art, and he says, it has always been the business size, pricing and presenting. Mm. If I ever get back into illustration properly, I need an agent so people are not confronted by a thug saying,
0: buy my art. (laughs) Maybe that is the way to do it. (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe that's what we should all be doing. Uh, I've got Michael Beckett. The hardest thing I have to deal with is colour. Being partially red-green colorblind, I have to rely a lot on color theory and pick colors using a formulaic approach. I avoid any media where the color is not written on the label. When I paint, I work off my reference in graphics software, so I can use the eyedropper tool to figure out what color something is. That's clever. Yeah, it did get somewhat easier once I made the revelation that value is way more important than colour. Still, colour remains intimidating for me. Most art teachers I've had don't know how to deal with art hacks like me, so I've had to figure it out on my own. And, yeah, you know, it's funny. I often wonder how Paul sees my art as, as he's red green colorblind um so and and you know when i drew I, I painted those green bottles i think well how are you are you sort i don't understand how you see it but but it's quite right michael if you think of it as a grayscale as long as your tonal values are accurate then color is almost irrelevant because the the painting should still work anyway and sometimes actually using color in, in a different way like that can make a piece of art more unique if you think about um putting a a photo of something in black and white as long as those, the, whatever colour you use, as long as they're making the same tones,
1: yeah, it should work. It's funny because we were walking the dog the other day and obviously I know dogs don't do art. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> You're not but, very good at training your dog taro. No, but it's really funny because they see way less colours than we do mm. and I can't remember which ones they miss. But I, I was saying to my partner, I wonder, it was like a really lovely sunny day and there was like fields of crops and I said, I wonder how he sees this. Mm, because you you can't imagine seeing less colours, can
0: you? No, it's it's interesting because like, if I said to Paul, what colour is this poppy, whether he knew it was a poppy or not, say this flower, what colour is this flower, he'd say, it's always red. If I said, um, what colour is um, this bottle, he'd go green. But if I asked him to find a red poppy in a field of green grass, he wouldn't be able to see it. No. So it's it's he can he says he can see red, and he can see green, unless they're together. Then That's funny, isn't He can't, funny, he isn't can't it? distinguish them,
1: but it's funny that he actually knows because you think it's you think it's so. So say you've got a bit of cardboard out. It mm. was a red. It was red bit of cardboard, and you showed him it. Would he know that it was a red bit of cardboard? I, th- I think he would, because obviously a poppy. You know that,
0: y- yeah. That's the United thing. I know poppy I'll is te- red. I have to test him and get back yeah. to you on that one. And it's really interesting this because we um, Paul and I have done a lot of scuba diving um, before, and when we were doing our Paddy training, we had to take down with us a long piece of card, waterproof card, obviously, and with with all these bright colours on them. And then what we had to do is we had to take it down uh, meter by meter, and then have a look at this color and see what it did. And of course, the further down you go, the less the pigment shows, and the more it just shows as a grayscale. So what was bright red, bright green, bright yellow, bright purple—it's almost like a you know color wheel. When I got down to the bottom, it was just—it was a grayscale. It was just like grayscale. There's no color in it at all. What was so interesting is we all came up and we were all going, oh, it, it's boring. It's just turned grey. And, and Paul was like, oh, God, did you see the colours? Oh, it was amazing. What? Isn't yes, I know. And I was. we were all looking at him going, what? He was like, God, to me, they got so vibrant. Well, that and is odd. So that was really – that was the funniest – the strangest thing I'd ever heard is that what we saw as grey, he saw as really, really vibrant – and what we saw as colour, he just saw as yeah, yeah. How odd! It yeah. was very, very odd, really odd. But yeah,
1: int- very interesting subject. And if it's saying odd, we've got someone called Slightly Odd Art next. Have we I'm lost. I don't know where we are now. No, you've got you've got your pages mixed up because I've got you had Carol Dixon next. Oh well, okay. well Can we not do the slightly odd art one, all right? I'll do Carol Dixon. My pages have obviously come out of the printer and mixed up. (laughs) I've got Carol Dixon. She says, when illustrating a children's book, my hardest part is having the characters look the same on page 10 as they do on page 1. Continuity is tough for me. Adrian Sutherland, colour mixing. My exceedingly bad memory doesn't
0: help, but no matter how many times I've painted, drawn, created, etc., I always have to refer to my colour book to see how to mix or find good contrasts or complementaries,
1: probably just my head. I've got Kerry Caffin, and she says, definitely Martin. More than that, finding a definitive style. I still haven't. I've got
0: Alan Green guitar, foreshortening, and then she's or he, oh, it must be he, sorry, Alan. (laughs) Um, He says, ah! I think that's
1: what he says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. foreshortening. Yeah, a lot of artists don't like that. I've got Donna Creative Space, and she says, talking about me as an artist, I'm currently at the I am a budding artist stage, and I still feel like a fraud. I don't think that ever goes, though. No. Um, Art by Crystal,
0: that done is better than perfect. I tend to be a a perfectionist.
1: Can you tell? I've got Art Table 551. Patience on the journey. I'm not very patient. No, you're not. You're terribly impatient.
0: (laughs) I've got Sam Artisan. Balance. One, between making the art I want and the art I I know has a better chance to sell, since being an artist is my career of choice. And two, between having enough time to create while taking care of family. On the creative side, I find it always hard to leave a painting unfinished, even though I admire that style of painting. I guess what um, Sam is trying to say is that kind of art where it's deliberately kind of left unfinished.
1: Yeah. 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 Now, am I now on slightly odd art? You are. Okay, I've got (laughs) slightly odd art. Perspective, literally no idea. (laughs) The
0: end of the day a little secret for your perspective is just looking at angles and and putting them down
1: correctly <laughs> well I always I always think that do you really need to know now uh, people sound totally wrong do you really need to know about perspective if you are actually literally drawing things that are in front of you or on photographs because don't you just draw what you see um
0: I think in photographs you do you do need to yeah maybe you need to yeah. can
1: obscure it a bit
0: so yeah, yeah. You, you do but if you're drawing from life and you're drawing buildings you, it's observation it's yeah. just observation that's all it is and you, you don't actually need to know the um, theories the theory behind it you just look and you, as long yeah. as you look and you get it right it's fine but yeah things like photos they can distort perspective so that's where it gets a bit more tricky but uh, I've got Steffi Toons uh, letting go of art pieces at art events for business and I guess she must be selling then yeah selling I would have no trouble art. with that like, No, I haven't got take much trouble it with that. take <laughs> it
1: give me money yeah. <laughs> yeah. such a yeah. sellout
0: eh mind <laughs> you the only thing I've ever thought about that is one day when my kids are I, I'm I'm dead and gone and my kids are looking through all my art it'll just be the stuff no one wanted <laughs> and all the good stuff would be out somewhere
1: else and they will never see it they'll have it digital so not they they'll have everything digitally I guess I guess yeah, yeah. Um, I've got F Hackett, transitioning from pen, pencil, paper to procreate. All the digital artists I admire in social media make it look so easy. Um, I've got Ernstein Arts. Uh,
0: Watercolours, it's not even a question. I started out with watercolour classes when I was nine and took numerous classes after that and never got to where I wanted to be with them. I admire how other artists seem to have a technique that looks loose yet controlled. I've got M. Flockton, not putting pressure on yourself. Uh, baby Duck 23707, not having to make perfect art. So, we have a brand new question for you, which is what do you do to keep yourself motivated and interested in your own work? So, what do you do to keep yourself motivated and interested in your own work? Okay, you're not going to ask me the question. That's all right then. No, Tara, <laughs> what do you do? I know what you do, I know the answer. Yeah, you do, don't
1: you? What do I do? Just keep on and on trying to change it. <laughs> trying to yeah, experiment. I know it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and I wish I didn't. Yeah, yeah. As always, you can tweet us your answers to Kick Creatives, or let us know in the Facebook group. Which, if you haven't already joined, I highly suggest you do. We'll put the question up there, and also on the Facebook page, and of course on our Instagram, which is Kick in the Creatives. Yeah, we hope that
0: gave you the kick in the creatives you needed. Don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be so grateful if you would leave us a little review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to us on, or even just a star rating if you don't have much time. Yeah,
1: and don't forget to check out and subscribe to our Kick and the Creatives newsletter if you want to keep up with all the challenges, the podcasts, and the news that's happening. Yeah, we also have YouTube, but to be honest, we haven't really kept that up very much. If you want us to get back
0: onto YouTube, you you know, let us know. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, don't forget if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us here at Kick and the Creatives, you can support us by buying us a coffee, and you can find the link on our website. And we'd love it if you did. So anyway, that's it for um, for today, and we will see. You again soon see you bye bye thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on itunes back soon um yeah like that oh and and they just they really did look amazing and they were doing all this african food and uh one of them said, "Do you want to try some?" Hang on, gonna sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so delicate. That's normally,
1: that's normally so delicate you. compared to mine. Well, it's normally you that sneezes. Yeah. Not me.